Hey, yo, Nick, run it back. Welcome to Central Alabama Crime Stoppers Podcast. Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization serving the state of Alabama to bring together law enforcement, media, and the community in the fight to stop, solve, and prevent crime. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Central Alabama Crime Stoppers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jerome Jones, joined by Central Alabama's Crime Stoppers Executive Director, Tony Garrett. And today, we have a new voice on the microphone. Say hello to the people, Brittany. Hey, everyone. My name is Brittany Williams. Go ahead with your question, Brittany. What happens when they come forth with that information? Can you kind of walk us through that process? What normally, if a homicide occurs today... We offer $1,000 day one. That way, the investigators and the police that's on the scene, they can start telling the community $1,000, those witnesses that's out there in the crowd, $1,000 for any information that leads to the arrest, not conviction, but arrest within 30 days. After a year, it goes up to 2500 After five years, we consider it a cold case, and we put $5,000 up on it for any information that leads, again, that leads to the arrest. That money is a motivating factor in a lot lot of the times, isn't it? When a homicide investigation goes over 30 days or a month, then money definitely turns into a factor that normally comes forth after that. It's because they were scared. Might be one reason that they didn't say anything and they're waiting till the heat dies down or people go away so they can go ahead and tell someone. Or... Is because they're involved with it. And sometimes they have to wait to do it. They're clear in order so if they tell, they won't get caught up in it. Mm. So it, it could be a number of factor things. A lot of domestic violence cases come from the homicide cases that or the information that we receive. Wow. It may be a girlfriend or maybe an ex-girlfriend or something along that lines that stayed with the person because they know he killed someone or they know he wow. was involved. Sometimes it's fear from for their life, fear for the kids that they may have, that they may have to wait to safe for them to tell someone. Excuse me if this is a little off topic, Tony, but uh, if we just look at the numbers, this is a discussion that I had with a friend of mine. If you look at the numbers, we're talking about the pandemic. Do you think that we could correlate? Because in Montgomery, we are on pace to have one of one of our most deadliest years to date. The last time was 2013. We had 50 murders in the city. That was five years ago. And when you look at the data that from the information that you have, do you think that we could attribute maybe some of the aggression, some of the uh, deadly encounters to people possibly being laid off or, or on lockdown and, and things like that? Yes, I think you can. Domestic violence, we've already... Uh, shown that domestic violence calls are up. That may be uh, a factor of people losing a job, not being able to uh, be the breadwinner in the family, or close isolation of families mm-hmm. where they are forced to stay in one location for a long period of time, not having some type of relief for us going to a club or mm-hmm. going somewhere like a theme park to just uh, to empty out that mm-hmm. frustration or that work uh, anxiety that you might be feeling. Not having a job is anxiety. I mean, there are a lot of factors. We normally see the amount of homicides go up in the summertime and in the wintertime. But when you're 
so packed together and you're isolated from people. Go ahead with your question, Brittany. Kind of talked about uh, what happens once the crime takes place and things that you guys offer to the community to try and get them, to motivate them to come forth with information. First of all, I say uh, crime just occurred and you're a witness of that crime. You can, one, you can call the police, 911. If you feel that you're in a position where you really don't want to talk to the police because you don't want to be outed or identified, you can call Crime Stoppers. That's the service that we provide. So you can call 334-215-STOP. If you live out of that area code, you can call our 800 number, which is 833-ALABAMA-1-STOP. Or once you call, uh, you get a live person 24-7, and they will just ask you simple questions. Okay, how can I help you? After that, you tell them what you witnessed, and they'll ask you who, what, when, where, how questions. Once they have the information that you're giving, they will give you a code. They will never ask for your name. They will never ask for your address or telephone number. Nothing like that. They will give you that code so you can call back and you can ask for an update that way. Because uh, you may have to call back for us for an update just in case if we have a question to ask you. And some people still, they don't have a cell phone and they don't have a computer, so they still have to call us by telephone in order to get an update to see what happened with their information. Because we do offer a reward up to $5,000 for any information and leads to an arrest. Now, if you're not a telephone person and you don't want your voice to be heard, you can go to your computer or you can go to your cell phone and you can go to uh, p3tips.com and you can log in that way and give us information. And all you have to do is just find Alabama and Central Alabama Crime Stoppers. Or you can download our app, which is p3tips, T-I-P-S. Once you download the app, you can go ahead and upload Photos, video, sound, and you can text us what you witnessed. And the best thing about it, uh, once you give us that information or uh, log in, an investigator can actually talk live back and forth and ask you questions without you being identified. And also, if there's a reward offered, we can text you back on the app. And that app works Great, because if you don't even speak English, where if you have another language that you speak and you haven't learned English yet, you still can download the app and you can communicate with an investigator real time and it translates for you. Collecting the reward money, the information has to lead to an arrest. An arrest or a conviction? No arrest. Uh, Reason being, we've helped out on the Now Blanchard case, Cupcake, all the cases that have went national and they raised uh, 120000 for a nine Blanchard case, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Cupcake raised uh, probably around 100000 The problem with those rewards, when people give money like that, they want a conviction. And if a person is calling and they're holding on to information, they want to get paid right then and there. We guarantee that we are going to pay out within 30 days and you're done. On the other thing, on conviction, you may have to wait two, three years before you get your money. I had a female, she called, and we were looking for a person that had robbed seven gas stations, had shot two people, and had killed a person down in Florida. Uh, She was staying with the guy, and the only way she felt that she could get out was to get enough money to get her and her kid out of the situation. So we were able to get that person money 
to get out of their situation. And that person was able to be apprehended because she felt she needed to get out of a situation before she say anything. Before she could come forward. So we have cases like that. Do you ever have people call in uh, multiple times? Maybe they started the conversation and got a little afraid and ended it and called back to kind of further it? All the time. Okay. Uh, we have people, we have some people that call on any murder investigation. They call and, and they just want to pray and for it's, it. It's not just murder investigations that you yeah, guys are looking persons, for. Um, we have people that actually follow our Facebook page religiously. And once a crime has occurred or a missing person, they may go out themselves and start asking the neighborhood or community for information. And they'll call and they never ask for a reward. We have, the uh, majority of the time, that our callers, they don't ask for a reward. They're just giving information so they can get a person off the street. Because we're not showing the person that's wanted for marijuana or something like that. If we show right. a person that's wanted for a misdemeanor case, like a possession of marijuana, guarantee that he's probably he's wanted for rape or some something other crime. Up. And that's the only charge that we have on him for law enforcement to pick him up so he can be questioned about the other crime. Mm. It is a rarity. It's against our rules to put misdemeanors and small crimes on crime stoppers. Because, I mean, police... They can catch things like that. We want to catch the big fish. We want to catch the people that are that actually are menace to society, that actually have disrupted the community and disrupted the neighborhood, and they don't want to be captured. And they're still committing crimes over and over again. You know, in general, it just makes you feel a little unsafe when you know there's a cold case open and a murderer may be walking in your presence or you know somebody somebody's been armed robberies things like that it kind of makes you think twice about it when you're out at night by yourself or in a back corner you know i used to teach uh, personal safety and i still do and i always tell uh, the attendees what does a criminal look like and there's no no way to tell no, no way to tell you can't you can't label somebody you know just by by the way they look or, or the way they dress. We know criminals come in all shapes, sizes, forms, colors. It doesn't matter. It's, it's three things that you can take away from a criminal or from a situation that pretty much to take you out of being a victim. One is not being in the area where it occurred or not giving the opportunity. And pretty much the other one is to make sure that you're paying attention to your surroundings and you convince yourself that it is a possibility that you may be a victim. Because most of the time when you talk to a victim of a crime, yeah. one of the things that they always say, I never thought it would happen Never thought to it me. would be me. Mm -hmm. That's right. I have another question for you. What would you say is the biggest misconception about Crime Stoppers? That we are law enforcement. That's law a good question. Most people think that we are a law enforcement agency. And y'all are not, correct? No, we are not. We are a nonprofit agency and we provide services for law enforcement. Where you imagine uh, we interviewed Dara Bailey on another episode. He always said that the investigators on a big uh, city like Montgomery, Birmingham, they're going from case to case to case to case. Now think about what you see on television how much crime you see on television. You only see maybe two or three crime stories on TV, on, the, on your local news. Now, if they're holding on to 10 others that has video and photos, what happens to those stories? Yeah, that's right. Only so much could fit in, in a news case. So what we do and what we pride ourselves on, we take those cases that 
don't make the news and we make them into news stories or a media package and we send them to our media partners. And we have a gentleman's agreement with most news media outlets that they'll show a Crime Stoppers segment. And majority of the time, we get some type of information that we can pass on to the, uh, the investigator to help put that person behind bars. Most of the time, it's because the citizen, average citizen, does not know that that person is wanted or didn't know that that crime occurred. And that's why they're holding on to the information. We're showing crime for a law enforcement agency uh, that wouldn't be shown or wouldn't be out Mm-hmm. Uh, out into the community, that's a service that we're providing. We're trying to make sure that that victim, that person that's been victimized, that they're actually seeing some type of justice, that that video of that criminal that victimized them is actually being shown to the public so he can have his or her day in court. And Tony, that was a good segue. You know, being in news, people all the time, you know, say, well, I, you know, I don't watch the news because there's so much bad news. And I think that people don't realize how many of those press releases that come from these different law enforcement agencies actually don't make the news? Because we can't just bog down people with crime, crime, crime. Because if we wanted to, we could put together a 30-minute newscast is actually more like about 22 minutes or so, 24 minutes. We could put together a whole newscast with nothing but mug shots and wanted criminals, but we just can't bog people down with that. And that's where Crime Stoppers comes in a lot of times. Exactly. Um, we're trying to we're trying to show that fugitive that's out there. We just showed an inmate or a federal, federal, federal inmate, inmate yeah. that's been oh, on the run for a month. Wow. And the U.S. Marshals reached out and said, hey, we haven't got any type of television coverage. Uh, can you help us? Hmm. We had it within an hour. We had it out, and all the media yeah. played a part, and they showed this guy. We've already started getting tips on him as far as where his location. Yeah. So hopefully he'll see himself on TV and turn himself in. I know your um, agency was founded here in Montgomery, correct? Yes. Do you guys help out any other areas besides Montgomery, or do you offer assistance or anything like that? Yeah, actually, uh, we have 17 counties that we officially uh, serve. But any agency in the state of Alabama, we offer our services for free. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Central Alabama Crime Stoppers podcast. I'm Jerome Jones. Tony Garrett. Brittany Williams. And remember, if you see something, say Say something. something. Thank you for listening to Central Alabama Crime Stoppers podcast. We are a nonprofit organization serving the state of Alabama. If you have any information regarding a crime, Please contact the police or Crime Stoppers using our anonymous 24-hour tip line at 215-STOP, area code 334, by downloading our P3 Tips app from your app store. When you call, be sure to receive a tip ID and password in order to dialogue with investigators in case there is a follow-up question. You can also contact us at our toll-free number at 1-833-AL1-STOP or visit our website at 215stop.com and follow us on Facebook at Central Alabama Crime Stoppers. Always remember, if you see something, say something. Hey, yo, Nick, run it back.